Hey everybody, welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Adam Hildebrandt, joined by Tiger Football head coach Josh Blankenship. Uh, coming off the win over over Westmore last week, thirty-one to three. Let's let's kind of break down that game a little bit first. Uh, where did where did Westmore, from y'all's perspective, stack up in terms of some of the opponents you've played this year? Uh, what what talent did you guys kind of have to overcome from them, and, and what did you see from them in, in, as a team? Yeah, one of the more uh, uh, bigger, active, physical boxes front guys that we've seen. Um, you know, we knew we had our work cut out for us. Uh, uh, on offense, their uh, their front seven, we know it was really going to be a challenge. And even moving forward, we've kind of figured out what people are going to do to us. They're going to completely load the box and dare us to throw the ball. Um, so trying to establish run game against a front like that and uh, then be able to connect on a few shots um, throughout the game was critical. Uh, on the flip side, uh, big offensive line, dangerous running back, a couple of dangerous receivers. Uh, they're tied in. I think it's one of the best uh, that we've seen and we'll see. Um, and so for us to be able to go out there on last Friday and play the way that we did, um, uh, exceed their effort and their intensity, their physicality, uh, was the challenge we had throughout the week. And it was sure fun to watch our guys respond and answer that, that challenge. When, when teams one are big and physical and two load the box that way, does that add extra importance on, on the quarterback round game and what Cooper Bates brings to the table? Because you, it gives you that extra man in the box to kind of match up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you can beat your head against the wall and try to do your traditional run game, uh, or you can get a little creative and and match their numbers, which that's going to require you to either go go wildcat, option somebody. When I say option, I mean don't block somebody, read them, um, and then uh, or wildcat. Uh, other than that, um, you know, you're kind of just depending on uh, running over a guy. Um, you know, kind of a philosophy of the offensive line is that we'll get the running back to a safety. But when the safeties are lined up like linebackers, um, you know, you're going to need to do a little bit more than that. So you've either got to establish a physical presence where it doesn't matter what they do, um, which you've got to have some pretty big and talented physical guys to do that across the board, uh, or you got to get creative scheme-wise and then take your shots. Um, you, you mentioned taking some shots in there. Uh, if a defense isn't necessarily uh, changing up a whole lot of what they do in terms of what they're doing on the outside – how do you guys kind of play out? Okay, you know, when when the right time is to take that shot, is it like a momentum of the game thing where you feel like you need to to stretch the defense or or make a big play, or how do, how does that kind of work out from y'all's perspective? Um, multiple scenarios. Um, sometimes it can be a momentum feel thing. It can be um you know following up a a big play or a big turnover. Um, most time it's scripted. Um, we know when we want to do it, and usually that's predicated on a area of the field down a distance. Uh, what we're expecting the defense to do in that situation. Um, so a lot of analytics going into it. and then, um, But certainly at times when it's just the right momentum and feel. Uh, Caleb Barnett, you know, we've talked a lot about his speed and getting him in open space. He's made a couple of catches down the field in the last few weeks, and specifically I think back to that one at Norman North. Uh, I think it was a fourth down play where he was kind of coming across yep. the middle of the field in a, in a small window. Uh where is he at in terms of his his ball skills and his ability to to go get a football, especially in in traffic? Because uh, he seems to make catches in traffic quite a bit. It, it's funny because he's everybody knows he's a little uh, you know a little guy, shorter guy, um, but his range. Uh, you talk about the target range, or uh, you know, for a quarterback, uh, kind of that radius, that catch radius. Um, his is ginormous because of his jumping ability. 
Um, his reach is a lot longer than you'd expect for a guy of his size to have. So, you know, a lot of times those little guys are hard to to target, and he doesn't fall into that category. He's got the target and catch radius of a guy like Cade Matthews, and it's it's phenomenon that it's hard to explain, but it just is the way he is. You said it, ball skills are out of this world. And so, um, you know, he gives us a chance to get him the ball in a lot of different situations. With um... – with that box being kind of loaded up this last week, those those guys up front, those those yep. those five offensive linemen, uh, does that give them? Even, how how do you work against that? Like, did, is that a game where you're going to see even more improvement because that is such a challenge? They have to be on their guys, making good blocks, not holding that sort of a thing. Well, that's the way it played out this game. Um, you know, it was kind of a, we had three touchdowns taken off the board by penalties. Yeah. So uh, the score's a little. Um, I think for the offensive success that we had, the score's a little misleading. Um, the offensive line really grew in this game as a unit. Um, and it looked grimy. You know, it might have been a four-yard, five-yard gain at the most on some situations, but over and over and over leaning on those uh, those guys on the other side of the ball um, was really pleased with how our offensive line not only gelled, um, answered a call on a, uh, an adaptation we made. We had a couple of uh, bad snaps, um, and so we switched our guard and our center. Um, and so those two guys playing in a different position than they had all year and picked it up right away, and we actually got better as the game even progressed. I did not notice that in the middle of the game, in the midst of the action. So that's that's a, that's a good, you know, how how challenging is that if you're a, a guard moving to center? Had had he uh, had he snapped it all over the course of the year, or was that yep. something that he just done in the past, and so you moved him right back over? Well, we both we've always got about five or six uh, guys that could potentially be snapping the football, working that in pre practice every day. So it's uh, there's not any guy that should be caught off guard with having to snap the football. Um, we've had Fernandez there at center. He's our sophomore, you know, our only puppy up there on uh, the old line right now, and uh, he's a warrior and he's done a phenomenal job all year. And he kind of couple snaps got away from him. So we switched Marty from right guard to center and put uh, Fernandez over to right guard. Um, you know, that's not a crazy transition there um, for any interior offensive lineman, but Marty's played center most of his life anyway, so he's very comfortable snapping the football and, and still uh, being physical in his assignment. To, does it make a certain amount of sense to flip guys on the line as opposed to bring in a, a reserve player who maybe hasn't been communicating with those other guys up front quite as much? Because then you've still got the same five guys right. communicating the same things. Yeah, that that chemistry in that group is, uh, I think it's underrated. And so I think uh, Coach Pruitt made the right decision and not necessarily just wholesale subbing a guy out, um, but keeping that chemistry with that that group of five. Um, you know, they we've been blessed for those guys to stay healthy for most of the year and um, you know, we're starting to see the production of that that growth as a group. Here's hoping that health remains, too. That's Josh Blankenship, Tiger football head coach. I'm Adam Hildebrandt. We'll be back with more in just a moment. This is Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Right now, get $200 from TTCU Federal Credit Union when you open a new checking account with direct deposit. What would you buy with $200? Cars, race cars, my own apartment. 100 coloring books and a puppy. Or maybe some groceries and a tank of gas. $200 for whatever works for you from TTCU. Because life is better in balance. Welcome back. It's Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Adam Hildebrand, joined by Tiger Football head coach Josh Blankenship. Uh, coach, we talked a little bit uh, on the show last week about the the absence the week before of uh, Dietrich Moore, uh, and I'm drawing a blank on the safety name. Yeah, Elisha uh, Wilson. 
it seemed like that energy was immediately back yep. from the jump last week. Uh, what did you see from that perspective? Exactly that. I think, uh, uh, obviously, we, we've talked about it, but the presence and the physicality and the, the aggression that uh, Dietrich and Elisha bring, um, you can't replace that when they're gone. Um, it was still a disappointment that we didn't rise up and, and match you know, that energy at a minimum. Um, you can't match the production, but at least the energy. Um, so uh, obviously having them back is, is a bonus, but to watch the entire group fly around with the aggression that they, they did for four quarters was, man, it was exactly what I was hoping we would get out of those guys. And it was, I probably was, that was the thing I was happiest about. Um, you know, schemes are overrated. It's how we, we get these guys to play. And they played like controlled maniacs, um, and it was awesome. And Dietrich came within a whisker of a pick six. Yeah. Uh, was was he grumpy with himself after that play? Oh, he just wants another shot at it. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was he was irritated, and that was one he he wanted. It was, sure. and it wouldn't have been his first one. He's he's had those before, and I'm and I'm sure there's there's probably more on their way at some point. Um, but, you know, so talking about that energy, getting eleven hats to the ball. Yeah. What did did you feel like Westmore tried to, cause you mentioned they've got a good tight end, a couple good receivers. They can distribute the ball to some different areas. How did they test you in terms of making you run around the field and, and try to get to different spots? You know, I know they had a plan and this, that's how football goes. When, and when one group is so suffocating, it just kind of takes your plan and it just doesn't matter. Um, and that's the way our defense played for the majority of the game. They got one little um, gadget play on us. Everybody calls it fight song. Um, where you've got a kind of a hidden eligible tackle that's actually a tight end and he's uncovered. And they caught us on that one after we tried to dribble onside and, and got down into red zone. And we still bowed up and held him to just a field goal. Um, I mean, it was it was four quarters of phenomenal defense. And I can't speak highly enough of what Coach Mon and his staff flipped the switch and got those guys ready to play. Uh, from the special teams perspective, you mentioned uh, kind of an onside kick there, and I'm I'm drawing a blank on on some of the specific plays, uh, but I know there were some some special team swings in that game. So what what did you see from that unit, and, and which play stood out to you? Well, uh, we had a punt blocked early, um, which that that's got to be corrected. Uh, the main issue was we were probably just too slow getting the kickoff, but we've got to do a better job of securing pr- uh, protection on the punt. Uh, outside of that, I thought our special teams were really, really solid. We had two really good kick returns. Um, you know, our, uh, we caught the punts uh, that came to us instead of letting them bounce and roll 30 yards. I think they had one that did, uh, but we were able to push it out and get a first down. Um, our kickoff coverage, um, I did not like the week before and was really excited to see um, us fly down and over and over and over again. Every time we scored and put points on the board, we're kicking off and uh, to have that continued coverage uh, was great. So very pleased with special teams outside of really one play. After that punt that got blocked, was that the field goal, or did the defense get a stop after that? Oh, man, I don't remember. We I don't, would, I, no, we would have had to have gotten a stop. Yeah, I think they got a stop um, after because that. Because they scored on the um, uh, after the onside kick and had That's that right. little gadget play to get down there. And then, yeah, so even after the block punt, our defense stood up and stopped them. But how challenging is you know the, those short change yeah, possessions change. for the defense? Uh, you know, it's it's about how you perceive it. Um, we we try to train the guys up to be excited about sudden change. We we practice sudden change, um, and you can go out there with one of two mindsets. It's either like crap, we got to go back out there again. We just got off, or here's another opportunity to get a quick three and out or a turnover. And that that's the mentality that you hopefully want your guys to have. Not hopefully, you hope that your guys <laughs> do have. Um, and they they showed that. So it's a that's a sign of some awesome direction. From from the offensive perspective, let's let's say you go three and out, mm-hmm. and then the other team gives the happens to give the ball right back to you. 
so you you've got a short change on offense after having not had success. Do you, do you try to switch something up? Do you go back to to uh, what you were trying to do before? How, how does the offense kind of process that if if they hadn't been having success prior to that short change? Well, Adam, I don't really want to give all my without sharing any strategy. secrets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, it just depends. It depends on the game plan. It depends on what's going wrong or what's going right. Um, you know, if it's early in the game and maybe you had some scripted things that you wanted to see, um, maybe you've got an idea of what is going to work now that you had a series. Uh, so a three and out usually isn't a, you know, time to hit the panic button um, at all. It's uh, stick with your game plan. Um, you know, it's going to have to take a lot of uh, catastrophic stuff going on for you to abandon the game plan and come up with something completely unique, uh, which I can't really think of a time that that's been the case. That's Broken Arrow Tiger head football coach Josh Blankenship. We'll be back with more and a special guest in just a moment. This is Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rib Crib. Recently, you've had to put your life on hold, and we're with you in this. At Ascension St. John, we're now open for appointments, and we are fully prepared for your safety in our care. As we open our doors again, our doctors, nurses, and care teams will continue to wear personal protective equipment. We've taken even more steps to clean and stringently disinfect all areas. We will maintain distancing in our waiting rooms and will continue to limit visitors. And we will still screen all staff to protect their health and yours. Our emergency rooms are here 24 seven. Please do not delay care. We're still delivering babies and performing surgeries. And we're open for your appointments from specialists in surgical care to routine care and health screenings. Ask us about virtual visits. Ascension St. John continues to care for you, as we have been for almost a century. Thank you for trusting us. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib, Adam Hildebrandt, Josh Blankenship back with you, joined by Vince Davis, uh, who's a running backs coach uh, here for the Tiger Football Program. Before we started, Coach said lasagna. Your eyes lit up. Are you a big Italian food guy? Yeah, shout out to Mondo's. Are they sponsoring this? Let's get a sponsorship from Mondo's. <laughs> Should we st- <laughs> No, all right. No, no they're not. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, running backs. Uh, were, did you play running back when, when you were playing? What's How did you get into coaching running backs? Uh, yes, I did. I played in high school and I played a little bit NAI, NAI ball at Bacon College. No I, kidding. Bacon up in the heart of, were they in the heart of America Athletic Conference then? Uh, so no, no, Bacon. Bacon. I was thinking, uh, I was thinking, Baker, yeah, Baker, Baker, Oklahoma, close. Yeah, yeah. good old the the, the Muskogee, Oklahoma. Um, so, how did you get uh, connected with Coach Blankenship? How did, how did you end up back here at Broken Arrow? <laughs> well, um, I did a year. Uh, I coached a year at East Central High School. Coached running backs and linebackers there with uh, one of my coaches who's coaching in Norman North now. I went to Owasso, worked as a freshman running backs offensive coordinator for the freshman team, and worked with the varsity. And then uh, during COVID, I got approached to come here, 2020 school year, and I was here for a year. And then when I was Coach Blankenship inherited me from the <laughs> regime. All right. And so good things coming out of COVID. You can find some silver lining. You ended up here at Broken Arrow, so that's yeah, that's okay. a positive. Um, let's let's talk about this stable of running backs you have right now because you got a, a lot of guys who are worthy of getting touches and 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 talented. How have you handled that this season? Because you've got. You know, Nate Jones, who's been established, and, and Gabriel Harris, who's uh, we saw flashes of last year. And then, obviously, uh, you've got uh, Caden Jones, who is, is a true freshman. So how, how have you balanced those guys out and, and kind of allowed them all to, to get touches? Well, 
we kind of just basic kind of based on not a hot hand approach, but just we're just trying to get everybody a chance to shine and get a chance everybody a chance to like showcase their talents. So, uh, you know, some are better at other things than others, and we just try to put them in the best position to help the team win. You know, it, you've coached freshman running backs. You were the offensive coordinator for the freshman team in Owasso at one point. So what – How? when do you start to identify – because obviously you guys knew of Caden Jones before he showed up to get his pads in, in, in the fall, right. fall camp. So how do you start to identify a guy who's a seventh, eighth grade that you think, oh, this guy might be able to step in as a freshman and, and help out the varsity team? Well, the awesome thing is we have a great uh, eighth and ninth grade staff, and those guys over the offseason have been in offseason football with us as seventh and eighth graders and summer programs as well. So we can kind of see we see some talent, and we try our best. It's hard, you know, being a varsity coach, but try, we try our best to try to get some eighth and ninth grade games as well and just see how they're doing. And um, some of those guys really stuck out, and we got a lot of freshmen up with us right now, actually. So um, with Kate, with uh, KD, uh we ended up making the decision pretty early to bring him up from the jump. And the last day of school, eighth grade, after he got done with his final, I went and picked him up from Centennial. <laughs> and he comes in. It's a full-pad practice. And he learned real quick there's a bit of a difference between varsity <laughs> and eighth-grade football. And But he's grown, and he's earned it. He's, he's earned his way to, you know, playing and playing well. What uh, what what do you like to do away from football? I'm sure you probably don't have a whole lot of time to do those things right now. But what what do you like to do when you don't have a headset on? Um, well, I have a 17th month old daughter. Okay, nice. So spend I try to spend as much time as I can with her. Just little things. She loves going outside. So we got a freaking playground, a little mini playground set up in the back. Basketball goal, and she'll just go in the back and wander. And we're just it's just cool watching seeing her grow. Mm-hmm. And she yesterday she came up me and just like. I was on all fours and just came and like headbutted me like a <laughs> I was like, all right, well, this could be fun. It's just flag uh, targeting oh, on, no. on the on the daughter. Hey, oh, this, no. it's not on the same level as his daughter, but uh, he does have quite the shoe collection that, that I think he takes. Like. Okay. Oh boy, yeah, I, I do have I do have quite a shoe. How, how many? No comment. <laughs> all right, but coming up on the next Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rape Crew. We'll investigative reporting on. Coach's shoe collection. All right. Well, thanks for popping in and joining us for a while. We'll be looking forward to seeing you and the running backs in action on uh, on Friday. Well, we can't wait. Go Tigers. Back with more in just a moment. This is Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rib Crib. For families who like to build their wealth while staying liquid, we have flexible rate CDs to keep your funds working hard even when you're not. First National Bank of Broken Arrow. The right balance. Welcome back one final time to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib, joined by Tiger Football head coach Josh Blankenship. Coach, uh, obviously everybody knows the story on Bixby, you know, 55 consecutive wins. Uh, they've, they've been playing well this year. Uh, what do you see out of them? What, what makes them... Uh, good and, and capable of doing what they've been doing to this point. Well, they've got that undefeated mentality. I mean, you got 55, whatever it is, games in a row. Uh, they know nothing other than winning. Um, that says a lot right there. Um, then you turn on the film. Uh, they certainly have talent, um, but they have a uh, culture that is clearly, clearly ingrained in them that they play like maniacs at every position. And I mean that as a compliment, like uh, frantic, 
uh, energy and effort. Um, like it's almost like it's a game-winning play on every play, uh, all phases of the ball, um, which is a credit to their coaching staff, what Coach Montgomery's done over there in, in, in establishing that culture. It's it's something to envy because it's it is clearly something that every kid that steps on that field is bought into. And they can they can score in multiple ways. I mean, they've sure. scored without the ball at times this year. Uh, so, w- from from Broken Arrow's perspective, this week, what are what are some keys? What are some things that you guys are focusing on to try to go into Bixby and get a win? Well, you know, first of all, it's kind of like we were talking about with the sudden change. It's about perception or perspective. You know, do you see this as a oh great, this is a tough thing, or do you see it as oh look at this opportunity that we have? Uh, that's the way I see it. I believe our kids see it the same way. Um, you know, we're back, you know, back in the Tulsa metro area. So we're playing against guys that most of our kids are familiar with. Um, you know, we see them all summer. We see them in camps. We see them in seven on seven. Uh, these guys know each other. Um, so um, I, we're excited about the opportunity. Um, we, are, like any other game, are expecting to go win the game. Um, but we know what we're up against, too. So it's a, it's a, a perspective of opportunity uh, more than some kind of obstacle. For us, it's another district game that we need to go get. And Broken Arrow at Bixby Friday night. We'll have the game for you on AeroVision. Spav, Madison, and I on the call. So we'll be looking forward to it. Coach, thanks for your time. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. That'll do it for this edition of Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib.